Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. No, I'll uh, make it short. Maybe. Um, so yesterday, I went uh, with some of some guys and some youth uh, to uh, go paintballing. Uh, which was really fun and really hurt. Um, but uh, funny story is I got hit in the neck by Elijah Lofton. And uh, the funniest thing, though, was he looked at me and his eyes were so big. And he was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, bro, I'm fine. I'm doing all right. Um, but anyway, uh, a couple of things happened that is so interesting because it it helps me to speak today. And uh, when we were coming back, we were bringing the youth back to the church. And um, we got here and we were waiting for some of the parents and, and some, of, some of the other youth that were in a different car. And, and uh, my son, Monroe, we hadn't eaten breakfast because we just like got ready and ran out of the house that morning. And we got here and parked in the parking lot and we were just sitting there and he's like, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Can we just leave and go get something to eat and then come back? And I was like, no. And then Elijah, the wisdom that he has, uh, said, he, he's like, no, as soon as we leave, they will show up. Uh, like, as soon as we leave. Um, and then another thing happened, actually, it was a little bit earlier, but Pastor Matt, we were playing. Uh, Pastor Matt was there with us, and uh, he was pretty legendary out there. Um, but you know, he was like, he wouldn't stand still. Like he was always moving, you know, and he was like just running around the side and, and, and wouldn't stop for anything. And one of the times we came out and we were talking, you know, and, um, after I had like gotten a bunch of people, it was, it was awesome. But anyway, but anyway, he was like, you know, I feel like if I just stop, if I, if I stand still, then I'm going to be pinned down. I, feel, I will feel trapped if I stop. So I have to keep going. Like, I feel like I got to keep moving or else they're going to get me. So I got to keep going. And today this message I think will be titled, Will You Stay? Will you stay? And both of those stories, and it really helped us to understand that really I probably could pull 10 more from yesterday, but really every single day of our lives, I think that we can feel this way, that we all tend to feel like I need to keep moving or I can't wait, I can't stay. If I just stop, then this is going to happen and it's not going to be good. Or if I have to wait, I'm not going to be able to do this thing. I don't, I don't want to feel held down, so I'm going to have to keep moving. And in John 6, verse 60, it says, Therefore many of his disciples, when they had heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? So this is something hard to, to understand. Like, I, I, why is he saying this hard thing? And so what he had said was, Anybody that wants to know me is going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. 
And now, you know, <laughs> it's funny because we could get like, oh my gosh, that's so gory in some shows or movies or whatever. And you read the Bible sometimes and you're like, wait a second. Like there's some seriously interesting stuff. And, and just like we sometimes contend to say like, what, what does this mean? And why, how is he like, he's saying, eat my flesh. You're going to have to eat of me and drink of my blood. In order to enter into my kingdom, you're going to have to do these things if you are going to know me. And so all the people around him are like, what, what is he? Like, I don't understand. And you know what happened? Then they decided to walk away. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. So my question is, will we stay? When our tendency, almost all the time, and see, I'm thinking about this, you know, I was talking, you know, with Tori about like, you know, it's the week after Easter, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, what would be a good message what, what, would, what would be something that we need to hear? And as we were talking, it just came. It was like, will you stay? Whenever most people only go to church on Christmas and Easter, will you stay? When most people only will come to God when it's something, when they need something, will you stay? When most time, when the going gets tough and it's hard, we lose our minds or start running off and trying to do it ourselves, will we stay with him? When there's something that he's told us that is not easy to deal with or going to be easy to accomplish, will we stay? Are we going to be there? But many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. And in 67, Jesus says to the 12, to his guys that have really been with him, do you also want to go away? So he's basically that question, will you stay or are you going to go? But Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom? I want my answer. I want our answer to always be. Like when our mind says, it's time to get up and run. It's time to get out of here. Things aren't easy. It's getting a little rough or there's a tax happening or, or what God has asked me to do is, is not going to be a, a walk in the park. It's going to be difficult. Whenever it's the week after Easter and it's time to get up for church, I want our answer to be, 
Where else would I go? You know, think about that. Jesus asked him, do you guys want to leave or are you going to stay with me? And the answer was, where else? Where else would I possibly go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Not only, not only have you spoken these words to us that have brought us to this place that we now know with God, not, of, not only have you taught us, not only have you stand, stood with us and walked with us and, and taught us, but we now know that you are the Son of God. Where else? See, where else would we go? And it's funny because our minds, my mind, like when something happens, where does our mind go? It goes to, how can I protect myself? Where can I run to to get shelter? You know, all these, it's like fight or flight, right? And it's me fighting or me running, right? That's what our brain wants to do. It, it's its natural tendency is not to lean in to God or toward Christ. Its natural tendency is to fight ourselves or run away ourselves. But we need to come to the place where when he asks us, are you going to stay? We say, where else would I go? What? Things aren't looking that great, or it's been a rough road. I've been stressed out. I've had anxiety. I'm dealing with, with this stuff that, that I've been dealing with for a long time, and I've it had a hard time shaking it. And I want to say, where else would I go besides sticking with Jesus, besides running to the place where he has called me to, besides going with him, walking with him, Going where he's asked me to go. Where else would I turn? Where else would I go? And then in John 20, you know, it's so interesting because that story was a little while before this and we had amazing Easter service last week and talked about the mercy of God and him speaking for us. But you come to this week after Easter here in the Bible, or actually the next day after Christ rose from the dead, and it says in verse 20, John, sorry, verse one of John 20. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So first of all, she got up early. I don't know about you, some, some of you guys might like to get up early. It's not that easy for me, but I, I do it sometimes, okay? Uh, but she got up early. And I was thinking about this and thinking, you know, I, I don't know if it was easy for Mary Magdalene to get up early or not, but whenever you so much desire to, to be 
with someone or with Jesus as she did to go and be there. It's, she had been there every step of the way. She had been there whenever he was being judged. She had been there when he was executed. She had followed them to when they had buried him. And most of his disciples were there in those moments too. But she got up early and went as soon as she could after the Sabbath day. After that day of rest, she got up and said, the first moment that I can, I'm going to go there. But the stone had been rolled away and he had been taken from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple who was really high on himself. And it says who Jesus loved. And said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. So then you have this moment where you have a couple of the disciples and they're running to the tomb and they run there and because they didn't actually believe her. Like, I don't believe it. No, he's not taken away. Where is he at? And they take off running to go see for themselves and they run there and they discover that he is gone and the stone is rolled away. And it says in verse 8, Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in and also he saw and believed. He finally believed because he saw it for himself. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples, then these disciples that Mary ran to and said, Look, Jesus is gone, the stones rolled away. They ran, saw for themselves and like, okay, now we believe. But it says, then the disciples went away again to their own homes. And they left her there. See, she stayed. It's interesting. It's not like that in this story, I'm not saying that the disciples did something horrible or did something wrong, but if you think with me for a minute and say, who was the first person that saw Jesus after he was resurrected from the dead? Now, in studying this and many messages and different things that I, that I was reading and looking at, it's interesting because they'll barely mention that it was Mary. It's like, well, we want to talk about the disciples and when Jesus came to the disciples. And actually, by the way, you know, Mary saw him and then told them, but we're going to talk about the disciples. But to me, it's just such an amazing thing. That she stayed there. She got up early, found him first, or found out that he was gone first. Told the disciples, they came and they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. He's not here. And then they left. And she stayed there. It says in verse 11, but Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. She saw two of the angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet 
where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said, because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. The desire that she has, like, listen. <sighs> like, Peter's awesome. John's awesome. But they went back home. I'm not diminishing them as apostles or anything. I'm not saying that. But whenever I take this story, you know what I want to do? I want to be the one that stayed there. I want to be the one that didn't have to have somebody tell me what happened and then me try to find out for myself so that I can believe. I want to be the one that was there the moment it happened. Now when she said, had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposed him to be the gardener and said to him, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him and I will take him away. <laughs> the desire that she had to be where Jesus was. And she says, if you have taken him away, if you've done something with him, please tell me because I'll go there and I'll get him and I'll bring him back. I don't care what is going on or what happened, but I am going to be where he is. And Jesus said to her, Mary, and she turned to him and said, Rabbi which is teacher, In verse 18, it says, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Now, before this, listen, she was there, she stayed. She said, I don't want to be anywhere else. And when he appeared to her and said, Mary, she said, teacher, Apparently, she probably lunged at him to hug him or something. He says, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. It's like, you can't hold on to me. But he said, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and to your God. So Mary went. She's the first one to see him after he was risen, and she's the first one that he called to do something for him. Now, you can try to diminish, diminish women all you want, but there's a lot of stories in the Bible where women are doing great things. And that's not what this message is about either, but it's just about our desire to be where he is. When he asks, will you stay? Will we stay? When, he's, when things are going tough and, and things are going on, will we stay where he is? And in Mark 16, it says how Mary Magdalene rose early on that day. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene. It's verse 9. 
out of whom he had cast seven, de- de- seven demons. It's interesting as you hear this other perspective and he says she rose early. She was the first one to see Jesus and she was the one that Jesus had cast seven demons out of. It was so much that she had done for him or that he had done for her that there was no way she was going to leave his side. And I think one of the things that we tend to forget is we forget the things that he's done for us. Somehow when we remember back, you know, that saying hindsight is 20-20, in my perspective, as far as spiritually, hindsight is us thinking that we did everything most of the time. Instead of remembering what he did to get us where we are. But he had done so much for her. And it says she went, in verse 10, she went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that, she, that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. And then Jesus goes and shows up to a couple of them walking. And finally, they believe. And then, all of a sudden, he shows up in a room where they had a locked door. They were scared. They didn't know what to do, and they're all huddled up together. And he just shows up, walking straight through the door. He didn't even have to open it. And finally, they believed. And what did he tell them? It's great that you believe now that you've seen me, but you know what is even better? To believe even if you haven't. You know what's even better is to stay in that moment with me and be there with me through the moment to allow me to walk you through that thing and be there instead of running away or hiding or fighting it yourself, but to walk with me through that moment. So it's great that you believe now. Well, you know what's even better is if you believe without seeing. The trust. And I think about Mary. There. The trust and, and love and respect that she had for Christ because of what he had done for her. Because she remembered what her life was like before and she knew how different it was. And she said, I am going to seek him out and be with him no matter what. So today, whenever God's asking us, will you stay? I want our answer to be, where else would we go? Where else would I possibly go? You have the words of life. And not only that, you're the son of the living God. You're Christ. You're everything I need. You're the one that gave everything for me to have this relationship with you. I couldn't have done anything, not anything of my own doing, but all you. And where else would I go but be with you? Where else would I go? Would you stand with me?
Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.